Welcome to the Helping Families Be Happy podcast, where we explore the often messy world of family, love, and relationships. I am your host for this podcast, Dr. Carla Marie Manley, a practicing clinical psychologist, wellness advocate, and author based in Sonoma County, California. I've teamed up with Familias Publishing to bring you nourishing real-life information about love, family, relationships, and life. And now I am thrilled to introduce today's guest, Charlotte Offsay, who will be talking with us about her work with Instagram and her literacy platform. Welcome to the podcast, Charlotte. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here and appreciate your having me. Oh, it's so lovely to have you. Well, I know a little bit about Instagram, but I don't know a lot about Instagram's literacy platforms. So please illuminate, illuminate us on this topic. Absolutely. I have two young children and I began my Instagram platform when I began sharing some of the books that I was reading to my kids and that we were enjoying. And the more that I've shared and found other fellow book lovers, the more I've gotten to know and understand the platform. But it's a wonderful space and community where People share the books that they're interested in, the books that they're reading, um, and I make recommendations based on the books that my children and I love. Wonderful. So what books do you love and what books do your children love? And are they the same? (laughs) Um, Fortunately, there are so many wonderful books coming out that they do overlap. But as a parent, I'm always looking for books that offer moments of connection, that open the doorways to important conversations. I think books are a fabulous way to enter a conversation with a child and discuss what's going on in their minds and and enter it naturally into a conversation. My children love to learn. They're very curious. So the books that they gravitate towards are often filled um, with facts or make them giggle. But I think both of us overlap in those moments of connection where they, you know, curl up on my lap and and we get Mm. to share and learn and enjoy and grow together. So, and what what grades are they in school? So now uh, my daughter is in third grade and my son is in first. So I have an eight-year-old and a recently turned seven-year-old. Ah, what wonderful ages. Yes. Okay. So what, when did you become interested in books? You personally? I have always had a passion for reading um, and I've loved writing, but I actually started out my career in corporate finance, which is about as far from (laughs) children's books now um, and sharing them on Instagram as you can get. But when my son was born, I began writing a story for them just for fun. And I began taking classes, writing classes and tumbled down this author journey. But I really fell back in love with picture books when my when my kids were born and I began reading and picking them up for them. So picture books in particular, why picture books? I think that young children need literacy and need books and and books offer windows and mirrors and discussion points. Um, And I think it's just such an impactful time in someone's life. And it's just really an age range that I gravitate toward and connect with and enjoy. Mm. And do you think picture books speak to people of all ages? 
Absolutely. I, <laughs> I know that they have age ranges on them, but I really believe that anyone zero to a hundred can, can get something out of a picture book. Um, I'm with you on that. I'm I'm a big picture book fan myself. So no, and it's isn't it interesting that we call them picture books when children are little and we're reading a little book, but we still have picture books as adults. We just call them photography books or you know whatever they are. But still, the, it's the images, right? The images Absolutely. say so much. And I think it's a shared book. It's picture books. Often it's something you're enjoying with somebody else. Rather, you can enjoy them on your own, but I think picture books are meant to be read aloud and meant to be shared in a special way. And I think they offer a unique connection in that way. At Familius, we have these wonderful 10 habits of a healthy family, love together, play together, learn together, work together, and there are many more, right? And one of them is read together. So why do you, as an Instagram, you know, influencer, what, what, why do you think it's important to read together? Oh, so many reasons. I think that reading together first of all, language is so important. And the more that you read, the more that you're going to teach and share and open up a young child's world. Um, I think that reading together helps you understand one another and connect. I think that reading just offers so many things, but to me, it's my very favorite part of my day with my own children mm -hmm. uh, because I get to hear what they associate what we're reading with and where their minds go. And, and oftentimes it's not where I think it's going to go, but what they think is going to happen in a story or what, what they take away from it and, and where those conversations lead. I mean, that's just such a special opportunity and way to connect. I love how you, how you, you know, put that, how you frame it and how it's such a, a favorite part of your day. What do you think on an emotional level about the emotional connection that reading together brings? I think it brings a calmness and a tranquility to the end of our day. It can definitely lead to lots of giggles and, and fun and silly too. But I think at the core, it's helping. I think when we have those moments of connection, the rest of our it helps the rest of our relationship and the rest of our day. And um, I think it just builds the relationship between us, which only strengthens other areas as well. I love how you put that. And also the part about, you know, as you're reading, especially at night, even if there are giggles involved, mm -hmm. it seems just to calm the central nervous system. There's just something calming, not just the reading, but also the fact that you're generally cuddling, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, so beautiful. Um, now I have another question. Why and how did your love of reading and reviewing lead you to writing your own books? So with my two children, I would make something called challah with them every Friday. We would make this Jewish braided egg bread um, to celebrate Shabbat with. And I wrote them a story about us, you know, making this bread together just because I enjoyed and wanted to celebrate this special time that we had. And so I, I wrote them this story just as a way to, to celebrate that. But I enjoyed it so much that I just wanted to keep going. And the more that I did keep going and, and fall further and further in love with 
picture books and writing them and reading them, the more I discovered new books and how much is out there. And, and I just wanted to share and celebrate those books as well, because I think being immersed in the kid lit world, I get to see so many of these new books coming out and I get to meet these wonderful authors that I work and write and interact with. Um, and I want to share that with the rest of the world, because while it's so much fun to walk down memory lane and enjoy the books that we grew up with, there are so many fabulous new books out there that oftentimes, you know, in this busy world, other people who may not be swimming in picture books all day get to know about. So I think it's just a joy for me to connect people with books that can, you know, help them connect with their children and open conversations and um, offer windows and mirrors and, you know, help them find and discover all of these wonderful new books that I'm, that I get to see. Okay. So you just mentioned two of my favorite words. Let's slow it down here. If you don't mind windows and mirrors. So let's take one at a time. How, in in your mind, does a book create a window? I think it offers insight into worlds that our children or we as adults even may not experience. So, for example, I often get to learn about other cultures or traditions that we may not practice in our own family, but through these picture books, I get a window into what else is going on around the world. And and my children and I both get to experience that together. And I think that that's so important and wonderful to celebrate the differences that our, our world offers. And so when we take that leap, that window, you know, into a new world, explore new horizons in a book. So for many people who don't have the energy, time, interest, inclination to read with their children. And this is a question I'd like to see your perspective on. Why would, what would you say to them instead of what's the difference between plopping a child down in front of a TV and saying, here, look, look at this window. Here's a window here and sitting and reading a book. How do books give us a different window? I think reading and interacting and and looking at a book offers a way to explore curiosity and see it in a different light and to slow down when something is passing by quickly on a screen you're not interact you may not be i should say interacting with it in quite the same way as oftentimes when my children are reading or we're looking at a book they really are noticing things that even I don't notice. And when they go back and they reread the same books over and over again, they they notice windows into other areas and, and get to see a, a full representation of what's out there. Yes. And I love that. It's It corresponds with what I think, right? That the books allow us to slow things down. And rather than being passive, you use the word where we become interactive. We, we, we interact with the book. And if somebody's next to us and we're reading with them, then we're interacting with them in a way that we don't tend to pause the TV and say, did you see this? Did you see that? Where do you think they're going? What do you think about that in your own life? And books give us that opportunity, don't they? Yes, to to think and reflect and be curious and and pause. Yeah. So the mirrors, 
so that we just don't, because they're such important concepts, the windows and the mirrors. Tell me a little bit about how a book becomes a mirror. I think every child wants and needs to see and deserves to see themselves reflected in the pages of a book. They want to see a family like theirs, um, celebrations like theirs, somebody that looks like they do, um, to know that the, the, they exist to the rest of the world as well. And I absolutely love, again, that you called that out, the windows and the mirrors, because I agree with you. It's one of the most precious parts of reading when you find a piece that you can identify with and say, that person's like me. She or he feels like me. They do some of the same things. And in your your book about the the hala, which I happen to love hala, but you're you're you know they're they're able to see in the book you created an activity that they do. Exactly. And, and children oh. love that. Children love to see themselves and the things that they love and. Even if it's something, you know, this character loves tacos and so do I, it's, it's, it can be something minor or it can be that child looks like I do and they have hair the same color as mine and their name is, the, you know, in so many different ways they can connect, but they want to see themselves and their family and, um, and all of the things that uniquely make them them reflected in different parts of books. Absolutely. From skin color to eye color to body size to pets, right? It's so wonderful to see someone whose life mirrors yours and also the juxtaposition of lives that are different. That is that is the window part or the doorway part. Oh, my goodness. Well, you do fabulous work. What is one of the favorite parts of your jobs other than reading? Well, I am. lucky to get books sent to me by fabulous publishers. And I just absolutely love getting a stack of new picture books and pouring over them and getting excited to share them with my kids and with people who I've gotten to know online, who I know are going to love them too. I I just love it. <laughs> Is there a downside to your job? It doesn't sound like it, but I don't want to assume. A downside? Yes. Um, if anything, it's just more hours in the day, which I'm sure we could all, all use more of. There are just so many fabulous books that I want to share and, and finding the time and the energy to, to share them all, I think is, is probably, but that's a good problem to have too much of it. That is a good, a good, that is a good problem. So you have your latest book, A Grandma's Magic. Could you tell me a little bit about it? Sure. Um, so I tend to write about the things in my life that consume me, whether that's my children and what's going on with them, or in the case of a grandma's magic, my own world. And so my grandparents live overseas in England where I was born, and I don't get to see them as often as I would like. And so after one visit a number of years ago, I had a really, I still have a really hard time saying goodbye mm. to my grandma, even as an adult. I just love and adore her. And our time together is so special to me. And I began writing um, what became a grandma's magic, which is a lyrical ode to the magic of that relationship and, and all that a grandma brings into our lives through those small moments. And I really hope that readers find their own grandparents reflected in the pages and the things that they love to do with them. But it's really inspired by my own longing for seeing my grandma more than I get to. <laughs> 
So educate me, please. Um, <laughs> I never knew my grandparents on either side. So what are maybe two, three, four of the things that makes a grandparent magical to you? I think that as children, we cherish the in-between moments the most. And I think grandparents offer the magic in those small moments, whether it's digging in my grandmother's garden as a child and helping her prune her flowers or baking with her in her kitchen and her letting me pull out those weighing scales and not minding when all the flour burst mm -hmm. into the air you know, or just curling up in her lap and enjoying a book. I mean, those are the memories that I treasure. It's it's not the big moments. It's those tiny moments that I long for. And so that's what it celebrates. Mm. When you talk about in-between moments, please say more. What is, how, how do you see an in-between moment? Um, I think there are milestone moments and big moments in our lives such as mm. when we get married or, or a child is born or life-changing you know those big life milestones but I think that in between those wonderful milestones which absolutely should be celebrated too um, and the holidays and and all of that I think there are the small everyday moments um, that also need to be celebrated and recognized Mm. So it sounds like it's a book all about love, mm, <laughs> about celebrating love, absolutely. celebrating family and connection. Wow. I, it sounds magic, <laughs> just magical, just, just tremendous. <laughs> so as we prepare to wind down, are there any other things you'd like to share with our listeners today? Um, just that I hope that the listeners get to connect with books that they love and share them with their own families. And I, I think that there are so many different types of books out there that there's someone for, there's something for everyone, whether it's something that the child gravitates toward, but also the adult. If you love learning about different people. There are so many new biographies out there. If you are into poetry, there are picture books celebrating poets that you can share with children. I think that it there's so many different choices out there that I hope readers find what sparks them for them to connect with um, their children and in, really enjoy that time. I think there's so many books out there that it can be such a wonderful experience for everyone, not just the, the child reader. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, Charlotte, where can our listeners find you? Thank you for asking. You can find me on Instagram at picture book recommendations, or you can find out more about my books and what I've written on my website, which is charlotteoffsay.com. Okay. So listeners, if you have a pen handy, it's Charlotte, C-H-A-R-L-O-T-T-E, Offsay, O-F-F-S-A-Y. So you can find more about Charlotte at, again, at her picture books recommendations. Did I get that right? Picture book recommendations on Instagram yep. or at charlotteoffsay.com. Anything else, Charlotte? No, I just, I hope to connect with you. I love hearing from readers and fellow book lovers and I love getting those DMs. So feel free to reach out if there's a book that you're looking for. I'm always here to help. Okay. So you just got an invite to direct message Charlotte for those of you who want to know DM. 
Okay. So as we conclude today's podcast, I would like to thank you so much, Charlotte, for sharing your time. It's been such a joy and such a pleasure. So thanks for joining us today. It's been lovely speaking with you. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for your time. And I'd like to thank Familius Publishing for their support in bringing this podcast to your ears and your heart. We'd be thrilled if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes and social media. If you'd like more wonderful Familius content, be sure to visit us at Familius.com where you will find our Habit Hub blog, as well as a spectacular selection of books for families. One step at a time, we can and will make the world a happier place. Thank you for sharing your time with me, Dr. Carla Marie Manley. It has been a joy and a true pleasure. Be well and shine, shine, shine as only you can do. Mm-hmm.